welcome to season six of the Presently Engaged podcast. Here, you'll find short, friendly, Jesus-focused encouragement to live intentionally right where you are. I'm Mandy Pollock, and I'm really glad that you are here. In this episode, we will have a devotional thought sourced from life, then we'll end the podcast with a scripture reading. I'll be reading from the English Standard Version of a passage. This will give us the opportunity to center our minds on Jesus and our hearts on His Word, because lives will change as we engage with God's Word. Would you be willing to share this podcast with someone you think might be encouraged by it? Listen in, and then join me at presentlyengaged.com. I'm so grateful for your time and glad that you are here. As I think through this day, my plans include three meals, two snacks, multiple water and milk fill-ups, and countless messes to clean up in a kitchen with young kids. Food is a part of life. It's necessary. And without it, we literally shrivel up and die. The lunch meal, in all of its simplicity, is enjoyed. The youngest kids head off to resting time. I wash the dishes, rinsing the food off while the oldest works on a math worksheet at the school table. Just a few hours after the kitchen is put back into a semblance of order, it's time to begin preparing the next meal. When happily engaged to the man of my dreams, I remember being the person of honor at a bridal shower. As I opened the towels, pizza cutters, yes, we were gifted for, the measuring cups and the baking dishes, I smiled to think of all the times they would be used. Our dear and generous friends set us up so well with the gear that we would be using together. I still smile when I think back with gratitude on all the times those baking dishes and measuring cups have been present over our 13 years of marriage. It makes me think, how many times have they been washed? Because our home is a hub of action and activity, there is an allure to simply piling up the dishes after a meal and letting them wait until the end of the day. That simple act of procrastination, however, makes the work at the end of the day much more involved, doesn't it? My tendency is to let the dishes pile up. Everything dries. Things are hard to clean. Slowly and suddenly, a simple necessity of life is now a large project to undertake. The remnants of scrambled eggs dried onto the side of the pan, mashed sweet potato leftovers preserved on white plates, vegetables, sauce, yogurt, fruit, it's a sticky mess. Cleanup isn't that hard when I do it right away. The sweet potatoes, barbecue sauce, and crumbs rinse off directly without too much coaxing. But if I wait, intoning those infamous words, I'll do it later, I've just created much, much more work for myself. There's a mental cost too. We have all experienced the difference between a clean, clear countertop and one cluttered with dirty dishes. It is a constant visual reminder of what we haven't yet gotten to all day long. Everything gets harder to clean the longer it sits. Dishes are a part of life. A hurtful word from a friend. A sensitive moment misinterpreting that word. A long night of poor sleep leading to physical exhaustion and a peevish snap at another soul. A memory from long ago that brings up deep pain yet again. As believers, we are in this beautiful position to turn to the lover of our souls, Jesus Christ, and tell him all about it. 
Going to Jesus right away in prayer, in the moment or right after the moment, washes away the gunk of that hurt or sin. But waiting, waiting for Sunday, waiting because I want to be angry, waiting because I'm too busy or feel too misunderstood, that makes the renewal process a bigger one. If I let the dishes sit, then clean will call for a scouring pad, soap, and some serious elbow grease. If we were to get to the stage of mold, bleach would need to come out and do its job. That thought of insufficiency? Take it to Jesus. That wounding word from a friend or a parent? Let him know about it. That anger or frustration? Share it with your Savior. That failure repeated again, despite the best of intentions, turn in confession to your Redeemer anew. When we live in community as a family, dirty dishes aren't just our problem. I can talk about how leaving the dishes in a sticky pile until the end of the day makes my job harder, but the reality is that often my mild-mannered servant of a husband comes in and finishes them while I'm out. Leaving a sticky mess makes his job harder too. We've all lived with, or been, the messy roommate that refuses to wash the fork and the plate. When I'm ignoring my responsibility, we all have to live with the disarray. Own your dishes. Responsibility aside, there are times when the pile of dishes is just too big. I can't do it myself. The kids clear their places, wipe down the table, and throw the trash away. My faithful husband can be found at the kitchen sink most nights after the kids are in bed, finishing the last of the day's mess. We are a family and live as a family, so each member pitches in at the level they can. This reminds me of a dear friend who received a deep, unexpected wound from a close source recently. Her first action was to turn directly to Jesus with her pain. Her next action was to send a quick email to a small and trusted group of fellow believers, giving a quick overview and asking for prayer support. Days later, she testified how God had worked in her heart and she trusted him to heal her pain. This isn't gossip. This isn't procrastination. This is asking for help with your dishes while wielding a wash rag yourself. This is the church. Rather than blast it out on social media, curl up with an afghan and a pint of ice cream, or angrily take it out on someone else, it's okay to ask for help. We all need help with our dishes sometimes. Overcoming dishes. Here's the thing. In this world, we will have tribulation. We'll even have dirty dishes. But take heart. Jesus has overcome. He has overcome and he is readily available in every moment to empower each one of us to overcome both the little and gigantic wounds we receive and impart. Christ sanctified you, cleansing you by the washing with water through the word. And we see that in Ephesians 5.26. So the next time you do the dishes, use them as a reminder of the daily opportunities we have to turn to Jesus and ask for a little bit of soap and water. Join me as we read Psalm chapter 51. This is the word of the Lord. To the choir master, 
a psalm of David, when Nathan the prophet went to him, after he had gone into Bathsheba. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you only have I sinned, and done what is evil in your sight, so that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, you delight in truth, in the inward being, and you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will return to you. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, O God of my salvation, and my tongue will sing aloud of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. For you will not delight in sacrifice, or I would give it. You will not be pleased with a burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. Do good to Zion in your good pleasure. Build up the walls of Jerusalem. Then will you delight in right sacrifices, in burnt offerings and whole offerings. Then bulls will be offered on your altar. You may feel like your future holds far more question marks than exclamation points. Life Purpose Planning is a 10-lesson course that helps young people define and fulfill their individual God-given purpose and calling as they engage in life-changing service and prepare for world-changing impact. It's a tool for young world changers wondering, why am I here and what should I do about it? And it's a tool for parents and mentors who are looking for a way to intentionally pursue, understand, and support their high schooler or college students' dreams. Find out more at lifepurposeplanning.org and go change the world.